Another exciting episode of Goth Girl Horror, the Hack Slash Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Chris. And I'm your co-host, Tracy Lux. And tonight we are talking about issues 22 and 23 of Volume 2 of Hack Slash Finale, Parts 3 and 4, leading towards the end of the uh, second volume of Hack Slash on this Halloween weekend. And I was going to say, what better weekend to... Have a final for Hackslash. Indeed, indeed, indeed. And we're going to jump right into the issues. Uh, first with Hackslash number 22. And, of course, uh, it's the same information before, but for a nice little reminder, we have written by Tim Seeley, art by Elena Casagrande, colors by Nate Levitt, letters by Crank, edits by James Lauder, published by Image, and it was originally published on January 9th of 2013. And Kathy, Vlad, Kat, and Pooch have been traveling for hours to make it back to Chris and Lisa's house after getting the terrible news from Ava. They don't tell Pooch what has happened because they need his sense of otherworldly smell to sniff out the area. Once they realize he has smelled a slasher, it dawns on Pooch that Chris and Lisa are gone. After searching the house, they go to the police station to pick up Ava. They are afraid at first that she was taken as a suspect, but the sheriff explains that she had volunteered to be locked up for her safety. They all realize that they need to stay together in order to survive. They contact all the survivors, and they agree to meet up somewhere in between. Meanwhile, Akikios has Brock, Neil, Angelica, and Jesse held as hostages at the home of the late Roderick Fetch. He is gathering his slashers, or as he calls them, paladins, and they are coming up with a plan to take over the world. Cassie and Vlad's group decide to meet up at Margaret's mother's house. They are all pretty hurt, sad, and broken up from all the losses and kidnappings. They all gather together to try and piece together all the events and figure out what caused all this chaos. They recall several of the slashers who have come back again. Cassie tries to explain that Ava was having visions of the future and that it looked very bleak for them. Daisy sees that they have no plans, so she storms out and leaves the group to work on her own. Later that night, Kat and Linda are trying to do some research. Kat is telling her about Ava's visions and the word stab happies makes Linda think of something important. They figure out a clue and go to Cassie to tell her this has something to do with Sam, Stab Soda, and a concert coming up. They believe the Black Lamp Society plans to put a toxin in the soda and make the concert fans murderers. Soda will kill you. And this, it will literally kill you. I, I was going to say, in this issue, it literally, well, might not necessarily kill you, but make you a killer. Yeah, something like that. So there are two covers for this. One is the Tim Seeley cover has Cassie fighting... Uh, the Night Nun, even though that does not happen in the issue. No, no. It has the kabuki-masked-looking figures above them, 
which there are no kabuki mask looking figures in this comic. Uh, Sam Hain, he's in it. Pooch, he's in it. But uh, I don't understand why Tim drew Cassie fighting the Night Nun. I mean, her and Daisy get in a disagreement, but nothing like that, so... And then the other cover has the Night Nun, I think... And I have no idea who these other three women are on the cover. There are three women on the cover, two blondes and a tan woman with brown hair. They all have splashes of blood on their clothes. I'm not entirely sure who any of these people are supposed to be. This is the Alana Grande cover. Okay, so let me see if I can find that one. No, I have, I have the 23A. I have the one with Cassie where she looks like she's got um, Fred Krueger fingers. Yeah, so that's the cover for 23, not 22. Okay. Yeah, I don't know oh, who these women are on the it. cover. I see it. Yeah, I'm not sure who those ladies are supposed to be. Other than the Night Nun. Yeah. Uh, are there a couple blonde slashers that I'm not... I don't remember. Oh, I bet this is the group, because that, that's got to be Margaret. I wonder if one's Cat, one is Daisy, and is the one supposed to be um, Oh, Cassie? the girl with the brown hair and the tan skin is supposed to be Margaret? Yeah. Okay, that... guess so? She doesn't look as black as she is in the comic. She looks more tan Hispanic. But maybe yeah. light-skinned brown woman? It just doesn't look like her at all. <laughs> I'm not even going to try and <laughs> justify, I'm, I'm like, you know, the, the color tone of when they color in a black woman or black person sometimes. It just it doesn't look like her whatsoever. She looks older, too. She doesn't look like she's in her early 20s. Yeah, she looks mature. Like yeah. she's late 30s, 40s. Something like that, definitely. And also, Margaret doesn't have hair like that, either. Yeah. <laughs> So, I don't know. This it's, is just it's an not assumption. a great cover, um, in my opinion, but moving on. So, Ka- uh, Cassie wakes up the way I do. My favorite part of the morning is those first few hours in the morning. Where nothing in the world matters but those few seconds. Correct. Um, Pooch learns the truth about Lisa and Chris, which is unfortunate. And, of course, the new sheriff in town is like, I'm the fourth sheriff. The others have died. I kind of don't like this. <laughs> I'm ready to move on. <laughs> Ava decided to give herself up and be locked up, so for her own protection or not her own protection? I I think for her protection, and also she kind of said for society's safety because she's also punishing herself. Because she blames herself because she didn't forewarn Chris and Lisa. Correct. Uh, when Cassie and Vlad are in the car together and Cassie is pulling her hair, or sorry, she's talking on her cell phone and Vlad's next to her, Vlad has this, like, gaunt-like skull uh, look to his face. Yeah, he definitely looks creepier than normal. A little bit. Then we switch over to Heath, Texas, the home of Roderick Fetch, founder of the CEO of Fetch Media, who has been killed off. And we also get uh, Brick, Brock Helfries, Neil Marsh, uh, Angelica Castellane and Jesse Brock. Which, of course, we get to see that Jesse is making the, uh, oh, that's right, because Brock asked her who took her, and she said, terrible smile, which we know is Matthew. And these are all previous survivors from, uh, older issues of Hackslash. All of them but Jesse, but Jesse's the girlfriend of Margaret. Correct. Um, and we see that Chris and Lisa's baby is still alive um, and being held by Sam Hain and his paladins. 
I don't know if entirely this artist is, was the best artist for this scene with the different uh, horror characters. It's the the art is too soft in my opinion. It's not that they're a terrible artist. I just think it's way too soft for this type of story. Something that needed to be gruffer. Daniel Leister should have been the yeah. on this story. Yeah. I don't know why he wasn't, and maybe when Tim comes back on, we can ask him, like, was Daniel not available? When they get if to it... Margaret's house, by the way, this is what she looks like, with her hair big and puffy, you know? Yep. That just does not Where... look like the woman who's on the cover of the other comic book. I'm wondering if it, if it was their interpretation then, so who knows? <laughs> maybe. Uh, I don't know where Highway 75 is, but I've never been to Tennessee, but I have been to Georgia. I was stationed in Georgia. Oh, nice. Uh, 14 years in a tiny cell found Vlad broken. What what does that mean? That is the vision from the woman who came from the future. Because that's what she told Maggie. So this whole story of like the future and the visions and the telepathy from the future and possibly some quantum mechanic of tachyon particle nonsense uh, is injected here as well at some point reminds me of the John Carpenter movie Prince of Darkness. Yeah, yeah, I can definitely read into that. It's very similar. Extremely similar. Great film if nobody, uh, if anybody listening hasn't seen it. Once again, I was Ava, gonna say, Ava's called an elf, by the way. Which it'd be interesting to see, like since she's called the elf. I mean, I, I know there were hints in that episode that she was made to be an elf. It'd just be nice to see her ears then. And then we also get other survivors such as Linda Marsh, uh, Gertrude Hall, uh, and uh, Daisy's sister, Nightmare Black. Oh, yeah, they, I guess they do call her Sister Nightmare. I forgot about that. The other uh, the survivors of, uh, sorry, the resurrected slashers that we get in this issue, uh, as you mentioned, uh, Matthew Grinface Ravenwood, Angela Acid Angel Sierra, Niles' father Wraith uh, Rafferty, uh, Lynn Jagodinsky, and Dr. Edward Gross. And for whatever reason, uh, Lynn is the one character I can't remember her issue, and it kept bothering me. I was going to look it up, but I forgot to do that. Uh, why don't you go on with the plot synopsis? And uh, Sorry, go on with the issue, and I'll look it up, because I don't remember right. either off the top of my head. We get to the part just after Daisy stormed off uh, angry because she was mad they didn't have any plans. We have kind of a softer moment where Cassie and Margaret are talking to each other outside and that's when Cassie realizes that Margaret kept that uh, alien guitar so that could definitely come in handy for later on and then of course basically getting to see uh, Daisy she's packed her bags and she's leaving but that's when we have Kat and Linda sitting for the first time speaking and that's when we realized that Linda's actually, because, well, Kat's kind of teasing her and saying, well, you work in the paranormal, How? what good is that? But because of Linda's background and what she knew, as soon as she brought up the word stab happies, I think it was the word, the stab happies, which she knew that those were people that were going to be a part of a concert, and they were called that because they liked to drink stab soda. Lynn, by the way, appeared in the storyline, the super sidekick sleepover slaughter. 
Oh, okay. So she, since there were so many characters in that, that makes sense then, because there was a ton of characters in that one. She was U.S. Jones. Okay. Now I can remember her character. Yeah, she so. was the villain of the story. A lot of touching heart-to-heart moments uh, throughout the this story with, um, you know, everything going on, uh, and of course, you know, uh, Sam Haynes, you know, uh, basically triggering some memories for Cat and other people as well. Yeah, poor Cat remembering the fact that she's like, yeah, you remember 13 years ago when I was stabbed by Sam, and that's why I didn't like him in the first place. Yeah, that that brings up a good point of mailman. Right. The case of the mad, mad mailman who yep. is uh, <laughs> exposed to the Black Lantern's, you know, substance. Uh, the kid drinking at the concert has got face paint makeup on that's reminiscent of ICP or possibly um, uh, Slipknot, you know. And I think it is supposed to be like a fun little rendition against uh, ICP just because of the fact... I. Can't remember the name of it. What was it for the the Mime Squad gathering? Uh, I don't. What do you mean? Um, the the name of the the group that the Stab Happies. Um, because it's it's not right here. It just says Mime Squad gathering, but uh, later on they'll actually say what the name of the group is. But it's definitely a a spoof on the ICP. I went to one ICP concert once, and I was just like, what the hell is this? <laughs> I I never went to one live. <laughs> it was atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> Not your cup of tea? <laughs> no, good God. So in the back of the issue, we have um, a hack slash uh, cosplay with a woman named uh, Sarah Mar- Ma- Maria and a Vlad by a Fenris Rupp. Hmm. Nice. She looks uh, pretty fantastic in her micro miniskirt and Vlad, uh, sorry, uh, uh, Cassie, you know, basically kind of, um, you know, see-through top. And that's something I wish I had in the omnibus, but yeah, I don't I don't think I have that, unfortunately. And then there are ads in here for Michael Allred's It Girl and the Atomics, The End Times, Tim Seeley's Revival, uh, which he did uh, with Mike Norton, Funeral for a Friend, uh, oh, sorry, Chew is the comic, not Funeral for a Friend, and then the third degree is with Paul Pope, who is a American cartoonist working in New York. He's been working in comics since 1990. He worked on the iconic Batman Year 100, a science fiction take on the classic dark Batman origin tale. Hmm. What is your comics New Year's resolution? Same as always, do more pages. To try writing at least two new uh, genres, for two new genres. And then other Image Comics published this month include Saga number 9, which is coming back soon in 2022. Nice. Bedlam number 3, which I highly recommend if you've never read Bedlam. Um, It only had 11 issues, and the writer of it promised for it to come back one day, so we'll see. Spawn number 226, The Walking Dead number 106, and uh, Happy number 4. Oh yeah, because... Happy was still going on at that time. Mm-hmm. And Fatal, number 11. Uh, Darkness, number 109. This is the original Darkness. And recently <laughs> they announced that both Darkness and the Witchblade are supposed to be coming back from Top Cow as reboots comics. Very cool. Yeah, they're rebooting Jackie Estacado and Sarah Pizzini um, from scratch. So we'll see what happens huh. with those. We're going to take a quick break and then jump right over to issue 33, and we'll be back, sorry, issue 23, excuse me. Uh, We'll be back with uh, more Goth Girl Horror, the official Hack Slash podcast. 
Hello, and welcome to the Dorkening Podcast Network. Press pound to hear the available shows. That Strange Show, Throwdown Thursday, Loose Cannon with Jar Jar Jeremy, Three Guys That Horror, The New and Improved Super Retro Throwback Reviews The Audio Files 2.0. This is probably one of Dwayne's worst films. Yeah, he's allowed to have a tooth fairy every now and then, sure. Yeah, this is a tooth fairy and then some, because it does not show the monsters tearing up buildings until the last 20 minutes of the movie. That's what the game is. It's fucking monsters tearing up a fucking city. Secret Underground Hideout. Cinema with Harrison Smith. Dorks the Podcast. The Dorkening. Black and White Fright. The Wicked Horror Show. Subscribe to all these awesome shows anywhere podcasts can be found. For more information, check out thedorkening.com. And we're back with issue 23 of final part four. Charcy has the plot synopsis with for us. I do. All the credits so, are the same, so you can jump right to the plot synopsis. Yes, and um, the only difference is it's published on January 30th, 2013. So Kat and Linda are back working on research again. They are working together to track the location of the stab soda trucks that will be delivering to the concert coming up. Elsewhere in the house, Cassie is testing out how much damage she can take and how much of it will affect her now that she has Sam's black blood in her veins. She cuts her arm and sees how much blood she can lose. Margaret finds her in the bathroom after she has almost fainted, but her arm has already healed back up. Kat and Linda also join them in the bathroom to tell the women what they have learned. They have figured out that the Black Lamp Society is being led by Akios. They have also tracked the routes to the soda shipment trucks, and they think they can intercept the trucks and stop them from making their delivery to the concert. They come up with a plan and decide to split up into two groups. Each group would stop one of the trucks. Cassie, Cat, and Pooch go after one truck, while everyone else goes for the other shipment truck. With Pooch being used as a distraction, Cassie jumps onto the hood of the semi. The passenger of the cab tries to shoot her, but the bullet ricochets off her knife and into his head. Cassie tries to stop the driver, but the slasher Matthew jumps in the cab and throws him out of the cab instead, onto Cat's car. Cassie jumps in the truck as well, and they fight it out in the cab. Cassie even takes a hammer to the face. It hurts her, but it definitely does not kill her because of Sam's blood. She ends up stapling Matthew's body to the dashboard with her large knife. Daisy shows up and is there to catch Cassie as she jumps out of the truck. The semi goes over a cliff and blows up as it smashes into the ground. After their mission is successful, Cassie tries to call Vlad. It's in that very moment that we find out that Vlad's group was not successful. Their semi-shipment of the poison stab soda is still intact. Plus, Vlad, Margaret, and the others in their group are taken hostage by the Black Lamp Society. Awesome. So the one cover, uh, which has Cassie wearing a bondage glove with, like, Freddy-like claws on it, four fingers, that's by Elizabeth Torque. And then the other one's by Tim Seeley and Jordi Belair, which has Cassie taking a selfie and our uh, resident father 
slasher creeping through. I was going to say the one by Elizabeth Tork. That one is pretty cool. I just I wish I could see the other one because I I don't have that one back here. So. What about on uh, online? You should be able to find it online. Yeah, I should definitely be able to find it online. So I will look that up. This woman answering the phones is looks like uh, seems like your stereotypical, um, you know, customer service answering service who's like just not all that interested in their job. And of course, uh, it's very gross that she's picking at her nose, and it's like. Ugh. <laughs> Cassie slits her wrist to prove that she does have the, you know, the black lamp. Uh, stuff in her and it heals her up and Georgia walks in on it. It's probably not a great moment to see the woman that you love uh, trying to slit open her own wrists. Um, I've never done this, but uh, you know, I have walked in on somebody who was self-mutilating themselves. Yeah, it's it's not pleasant. In fact, it's uh, one of those heartbreaking moments. So, But then, of course, we have uh, the two girls get completely interrupted by a uh, Cat and Linda coming in with their news. The, um, oh, two, 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 two. we have over in Highway 45 near Jackson, Tennessee, uh, who is the blonde in the car? Let's see. Oh, oh, the one that is with the short blonde hair? Uh-huh. That is Daisy, the okay. one that stormed out. Right. And... Vlad is teaching how to, you know, defend. I, I was going to say, that scene is actually really, really cool, where he's talking with Gertrude, and she's like, I'd rather have a gun, but he's like, but you can't be flexible with a gun. And he's like, doing all these moves around here where it's like, you realize just how good Vlad is in that time. Right. Also, Gertrude is drawn incredibly young-looking in these pictures. Mm -hmm. um, she's not supposed to be this young. She's supposed to be, like, in her 50s or something. This old hippie, you know, uh, rocks chick. Not hippie, sorry. Excuse me. This old, like, rock chick. Groovy, roadie. Yeah. Cassie jumping on top of the... Um, yeah, okay, this is Cassie. Cassie jumping on top of the uh, the moving truck or whatever, this scene would make for an excellent, uh, you know, scene like a, a movie. Oh, they, gosh, they would spend yeah. like a week it's, shooting this one scene, too. It's an epic, epic scene. <laughs> Between her jumping onto the cab, smashing open the window with her bat, and of course, us knowing that she's got the black blood in her, she doesn't, well, she knows she can't die, so she's kind of not scared right now. Right. And, uh, you know, destroying Grinface. But the just it's it's a nonstop action after we had, like, you know, an entire issue of nothing but drama and crying. Yeah. Uh, he calls uh, what he sees in the road, which is Pooch, a goddamn chupacabra. <laughs> I, I think that's one of my favorite scenes when they think that Pooch, well, as they put it, oh my God, it is a chupacabra. <laughs> Do you know what a chupacabra is? Oh, it's a, I know it's a Hispanic creature that uh, they believe the, comes in the night 
I'm trying to remember the urban legend for it, but I, I it, know it, 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 Pooch is a pretty good description of a chupacabra. It's like a, yeah. it's like a, it's like a, um, a demon dog. Yeah. It's been a while since I've had the urban legend, but yeah, that's definitely a demon dog comes at night. Very ugly looking creature. <laughs> he, it's a uh, then the then chupacabra translates to goat sucker. Yep. That's what it was. <laughs> and it's usually found in um, Puerto Rico or Mexico, sometimes in the United States, but it has been uh, mostly cited in Puerto Rico or Mexico. Yeah. I think there's an episode about the X-Files with Chupacabras, too. Yep, I semi-remember that one, too. I just got done watching uh, The Mothman Prophecies. Have you ever seen that movie, Witcher Gear? It has been a long time, but that, that one is a really good movie, especially since it's based on so many true facts. So. It just came out on a collector's edition DVD uh, Blu-ray, so you get like a commentary and a bunch of brand new bonus material for the Blu-ray. So it's definitely of the collector's value because it's like $30. Nice. Yeah. So, I got the blue DVD for like a couple bucks, but I definitely would, might want to upgrade if I can get that Blu-ray cheap. Yeah, I wouldn't blame you, especially getting commentary and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Of course, then uh, we get the epic fight between Cassie and Grinface in the cab, which they kind of play ping pong with the dead body of the one guy. <laughs> so, I don't know. Her line, um, the fact that she's like, how could I ever forget my first? And it's like, yeah, Matthew was her first uh, slasher. And then, of course, we have. Um, I do love, so by much... the way, Cassie's line oh. where she's uh, where where um, uh, Pixie Blonde Girl says, uh, "I guess you did have a plan." Congratulating, and she's like, "All right, no time to blow each other." <laughs> what we see happen to uh, Vlad with his, um, you know, him getting in trouble will lead to um, something bad. Yeah. But it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, we know. it's bad for a little while, but then it's fine. So <laughs> I don't know. It's pretty sad for quite a while, though. <laughs> uh, what two miniseries? Come on. <laughs> Only a couple. Yeah, two. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and I did find the name of that group. Um, okay, what is it, it was in this issue. Uh, the group that the Stab Happy Soda was supposed to go to is the. Ignant Mime Squad's Happy Gathering. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that's, that's definitely a spoof on ICP. <laughs> now, in the back of your omnibus, um, uh, so the issue ends with uh, with Vlad being held at gunpoint and uh, by uh, Lynn, and uh, yeah. we'll have to wait until the next issue to see his fate. Um, there's a couple of... Excuse me. There's a couple of uh, pinups in the back. These sets of pinups you rip out of the comic book and you hang up on your wall. Don't recommend doing that. One of them is for a comic book character called Nancy and Hell uh, versus Cassie. I don't know who Nancy and Hell is, but it looks like it is... Um, I'm trying to pull up the company right now. Yeah, so the artist on this thing, El Torres, it's got a girl wearing basically cut-off shorts right up to her crotch. Her tits are hanging out of her shirt. Um, another one where she's got, um, you know, she is almost like scissoring another girl as she's trying to kill her. 
Um, I'm not even joking. This is right up there with those Avatar Black Label comics that you see that have like 15 different variant covers, and the variant yeah. covers get more and more pornographic to the point we have semen, piss, and you know, female <laughs> ejaculated fluid flying all over the cover. And I'm not exaggerating whatsoever on this. Where where they get censored? <laughs> yeah, they get censored in previews, but you can definitely go to your local comic book store and pick them up. Um, mm-hmm. You know, t- uh, Tim Vigil, cover artist for Vlada the Dracula Tale and Vlada uh, Chronicle of the Damned, uh, has been known to draw this type of material. But I am not familiar with who Nancy in Hell is whatsoever. Uh, uh, it's not familiar to me. Either. No, but yeah, it's Nancy in Hell versus Cassie. Last book looks like it's from a company called Amigo. Not something I'm familiar with. And then the mm-hmm. other pinup is Cassie and Vlad by Bill McKay. And Vlad looks a lot like Jason Voorhees. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, uh, I mean, we've seen Vlad drawn a lot of ways. And the, you, I think he's taken a turn looking like Jason, Michael Myers. Um, but technically, I guess Cassie's been Freddy Krueger. So... <laughs> On the back of the comic, I want to point out that there's a comic book uh, out called Snapshot by Andy Diggle and Jock, who we have said multiple times uh, in this podcast, a picture that's worth a thousand bullets. I don't know what this is about, but I definitely want to look it up at some point. Jock, Especially with a name like that. Yeah, Jock, um, you know, he's done work for DC Comics as well. I know that, uh, specifically uh, Joker-centered stuff. Nice. Okay. Uh, speaking of comics... At the time this podcast will be posted, you can pick up a copy of Dracula, oh sorry, Vlada, uh, A Dracula Tale, the graphic novel, or Vlada, Chronicle of the Damned, the mini-comic prequel to Vlada, A Dracula Tale. I was going to say, everybody get excited for that. Yeah, new comic book out. Uh, this will be the last of the Vlada books for quite some time, as I'm shifting focus over to a couple other things, one of which is a private eye detective, and the other is a um, personal story about suicide and depression, which will also be a comic book as well. Oh, I was going to say, I remember you talking about that about a year ago, so I'm glad to hear that that's taken off here soon. Yeah, so uh, the next comic book will be along at some point, um, probably in 2022. And you also, uh, well, by the time that this is going to be posted, you are going to be in Salem, aren't you? Yes, at the time that this is posted online, I should be in Salem um, for Halloween and That's Entertainment in Worcester uh, signing the book. So you're going to be having way more fun than the rest of us then. But yeah, definitely go look up Nancy in Hell. It's absolutely crazy. Just the images alone, uh, Charcey, you should see. It's it's absolutely nuts. What are you going to be for Halloween this year? It's kind of went up in the air because for a while there, my husband and I were going to do um, the the characters, the main characters from the Mummy, but uh, due to lack of funding and that, wasn't able to put the costumes together. So. We'll have to see. It's not like I don't have a closet full of uh, costumes. <laughs> just do what Garfield does. Just start rummaging through the closet and then just start tossing <laughs> stuff at your husband and you know see what he, he wears when you uh, when you're done. Make it a whole Garfield and Odie kind of thing. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is we could do that joke that some people do where it's like we just both go to the thrift store, pick each other's costumes, and we're forced to have to wear whatever ridiculous garb we come up with. <laughs> That's the way you should do it. <laughs> We'll be back in two weeks with, I think, issues 24 and 25. We might have a guest. I don't know how we're going to divide that up. I will discuss with Charcy later on. And (laughs) you can find all the other episodes on RadioHorror.com and on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Please leave us a rating. And you can send us an email, thatradiohorror at gmail.com. 
for we will be back in November with another exciting episode of Goth Girl Horror, the Hack Slash Podcast. Gonna stop tonight Let the villains know That she's looking for a fight